Oh, mate, mate, there's, you know what they do? There's no cleaners. Cleaners no. aren't allowed in where the patients are. Really? Your nurse comes in with their PPE, gives you your food, takes the other food away, cleans the bin. She comes in with, the, she comes in with your PPE. What? Yeah, PPE. Even, no. um, even all the air cons have been switched off. Really? Yeah, so basically all the return air has been blocked and they've got these, um, you know, you get the portable aircon units they put in factories and stuff. Yeah. They've got little boxes like that that are used to extract the air from the room and it doesn't go back into the aircon system. Wow. I, I wasn't too, I wasn't, you know, I, I was <clears throat> I was a bit, um, I was a bit upset on the Sunday when I had to go to hospital because I really wasn't feeling well. And, you mm -hmm. know, you've got to, I'm leaving the kids at my mum's. With this shit, you read all the stuff and, mate, I could get, you could go to shit and these kids never see me again. Yeah, it's full on. And then two nights later when dad got admitted and then they said, they the, the hospital rang me and I said, mate, I'm upstairs. So wow. what do you need? And they go, okay, they, they said, look, he's not well and um, he's not responding well to the um, to the nasal prongs, the, the oxygen, just the normal, the, just the little tubes. So we've got him on um, on the CPAP machine, which is basically a ventilator, but it's you know it's, it's a machine pumping air into him with a mask. And the doctor told me straight up, he just said, "We will not intubate him or resuscitate him if it goes downhill." He was clear. He said, "At his age, if we intubate him, we have to put him under, put a tube in him. There's he's, he won't wake up from it." Was he in the geriatric ward? No, 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 they had him in normal ward. Yeah. His problem was that because he he was feeling a bit run down and everything, mm. and he didn't take his insulin for two days. Yeah. So his blood sugar went to 30, which is nearly diabetic coma, right? But wow. that was just him being, he's tired, he's, you know, he doesn't want to get out of bed, he's not eating, he's not taking insulin. That with the COVID, but you know what? Mm. They gave him the, the drugs. They gave him, the, there's a blocker they're using called remdesivir, which is supposed to stop the COVID getting worse um, in people that are getting hospitalised, mate. He's out in the garden. Good Seriously. morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the All Talk Car Podcast. We are back. We were on forced leave for three to four weeks, hosted by Peter Ronis. We've got a little Mustafa online. I've been logging in every week. Good I good had evening, to send the boys morning, a message. Good day. And Ross Galetis online. Um, I put a post out the other day. Uh, both Halil and I were COVID positive in our respective families. So we'll, we've been off air for a couple of weeks because, mate, we've been to hell and back. And we thought we'd just sort of talk about it briefly. It's going to be a bit of a, a serious topic this week, but it was, I think it's something that needs to be discussed. Um, and we'll get into some cars later on. But, mate, Roscoe, you're lucky on the farm. We, You know, Hal and I, we, we, we were talking about it earlier. We don't know how we bloody got it. We did meet up I know one how day. Can, we, can we just go back a step? Can we just yeah. go back a step? So I, I, I'm, I get a message from you idiots pretty much every five minutes. And I've been busy. Obviously, I've been living on the farm. I go back and forward from home, which is Hunters Hill. And I don't really have been venturing into work. And after about a five or six days, I'm like, shit, these guys have ditched me. <laughs> They're found a new ghost. So I send message after message after message. I ring Pete. I ring Halil. No one answers. And then about three days later, I get a text message that says, well, on the, on the group chat that we've got, that, that, that's just a photo of Halil in hospital. And I've messaged back saying, shit, are you okay? And he's like, got COVID. And I'm like, oh, do you know where, I completely, I'm 
top top bloke. Yeah, are you okay? You didn't even and, ask him. And, I go, do you know where Pete is? Did you feel bad about thinking that we ditched you? We no, I still think you ditched me. Um, the chat and you literally radio silence. And and it was at that point that I thought, oh shit, this is this is close to home. This is you know you, you guys are you guys are, are not fucking with me, and you guys are serious, and you you've actually got you know got COVID. It was a it was a bit of a moment for me where I just where I've been a bit insular, and I haven't really. Um, I suppose I haven't really had to deal with it or, or had anyone deal with it. We had a scare at work, but other than that, I haven't known anyone that's had it. So yeah. um, I'm very well, thankful that you guys are okay. Well, that's the thing now. The numbers are at a thousand at the time of recording, a thousand a day. And people are now starting to know someone that's got it firsthand, like one degree separation, where before it was like, yeah, it's out there. I haven't heard anyone that's got it. Yeah, but talking about friends and that, like, you're just so weak. Like the phone was ringing and you couldn't even look at a screen or a display. And you, yeah. Even talking just took all your, zapped all your energy out of you. And it was, um, even now, like it's been three and a half weeks and I'm still knackered. I went to work twice this week, only for a couple of hours. You can't concentrate. You, you, you got no energy. You've got nothing but to do but rest. And it was, um, pretty scary when it actually happened. And, I mean, how you can go into yours later on, but basically, I, I got I had a sore throat on the Saturday, and I thought, oh, you know, every six months I get a sore throat. I talk all day at work. I just sleep it off for a day or two, and I'm ready to go. And I but joked, I also, Pete. Hey? I feel bad that I joked about. It. I joked about it. Yeah, well, I joked, and you said I've got a sore throat. I went, oh, you got COVID, and you wrote back, I can't someone have a cold? I can't have someone have a sore throat these days without yeah. telling they got saying they got COVID? Because we were going to record you, that you, weekend, and I and I pulled and the plug, you, and then you went silent on me. Yeah, I pulled I pulled the plug. We we're going to record that that weekend, and my wife straight away go go get yourself checked. Um, mm. So that's now the Sunday morning. Monday morning, I get a phone call. Did you get our text? Uh, no. You're, you're basically positive. And, and I still didn't believe it. I thought, oh, shit. But my mind went straight away to the family. And so Mary went and got herself checked that morning, Monday morning, and then she came back positive. Now, this is the problem now. We've got the two kids. So both Mary and I know we're positive. So we're quarantined literally in our bedroom, not wanting to go outside to the kids because we don't know whether they've got it or not. And it took two days for someone to come out and, and, and test the girls. And one bright spark in New South Wales Health said to us, well, you've got a car in the driveway. Why don't you put the kids in the car and um, go get them tested? I might as well hug and cough all over them and just give it to them. So for two days, it was a battle to get someone out here. And then one of the girls was positive and the other one was negative, which caused another problem. Now, the good thing is both of them didn't get sick. But it means that we literally three of us had to quarantine in our bedrooms while the, the, the older child had to literally f- look after us for two weeks, like leaving food at the door. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, it was funny because the first week she was like a, a waitress sending us texts with menus and what's available. And then the second week she started to become like a prison ward and just knock on the door. <laughs> food. There's food, there's food outside. So the poor thing, I mean. And we've got one toilet in the house, so we basically had to figure out how to use a toilet without infecting our daughter that was well. And we've come up with an ingenious technique, empty toilet roll holder. So you put that in the door handle so you can turn the handle without touching the door handle. Had had wipes with us and, and basically 
it was an ordeal. Had to wipe it down, and then the Glen Twenty got sprayed by Billy afterwards, so she can use the bathroom. And basically, we were in our bedroom for about seventeen days, and it wasn't fun. It wasn't two weeks of Netflix. I can tell you that. So, so we'll get to Helena in a second. But you, you're at home. You, you, you couple of days in. Does it? Does it? Does it start with like a sore throat? It just get thin, or just just progressively get worse? Is it, is it like? Is it like you put you know you put your clothes to close your eyes and this thing just turns around and goes right? Pete's asleep. Let's go. Let's attack yeah. him or let's give Pic- him a bit of a hard time. Yeah, picture a buffet. Yeah, you know when you go to one of those buffets in Vegas and there's like seafood, Italian, yep. everything. All of it. Yeah, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, but just one corner's got diarrhea, one area's got oh, fevers. The other, it, yeah. it's like the wheel of wispy, and you get anything and everything. So wow. basically, I start off with a sore throat, and then on the so day four, I started. Sorry for the, you know, the, the phlegm was coming out. I thought, I'm getting better. This is still bullshit. I still didn't believe it. Mm. And I thought, I'm getting better. And then all of a sudden, let's give, you, let's give you some um, fevers. And my body was aches and pains, and I couldn't move. And any sudden movement, you, you're out of breath. So like I said about the toilet, going to the toilet, you had to walk like an old man. And once you got there, you're coughing like a motherfucker. And I literally had to sit down to do my do yep, just to pierce because you 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 got no energy, and then it took you shuffle back to to your bed, and any sudden movement, so you just sort of sit upright and then slowly lie down and then slowly get into position because you're out of breath for about ten fifteen minutes, mm. and then I didn't eat for nine days, so I lost a bit of weight, you're and good, Pete. so it went into my lungs. And day ten, we had to call the ambulance. So basically, you, you're meant to have an oxygen meter. And that measures the oxygen levels in your in your blood. And this is where it's very important in that everyone, this is where COVID gets everyone, you lose your breath, your oxygen. So 94 is the key number. And, and my wife just checked every hour, waking us up, temperature, um, oxygen levels. And I was hovering at 96, 97. And on day 10, like nine days of not eating, my oxygen levels dropped to 87. And she panicked and thought, like, ring in the ambulance. And basically, the ambulance took two hours to get to us. So heaven help you if you cut your arm off or whatever. The ambo came, nice bloke, and he basically said, mate, you've got to go to hospital. But do you, do you, Sorry, just on that, Pete. Do you reckon they're just that busy or it's just like, oh, COVID, we won't worry about it? If you go to the hospitals, a lot of the ambulances are sitting there as wards. They've got people oh, in okay. there. Yeah, okay. um, so they're being occupied. So basically, he said, you've got to go, but do you really want to go down there? It's a mess. So I basically said, no, you know what? Um, I'm happy to stay put. You guys, if you've got any problems, ring triple O. He showed my wife how to use the machine properly. Um, and that night was touch and go. I wasn't like out of breath. Like I wasn't on a ventilator or anything, mm. but the levels were low. And then after that, I started getting better. Uh, sort of 14, 15 day mark. And basically you need to have three days without symptoms and then they discharge you. And even that's an ordeal. Sorry? Been discharged yet, or you? Yeah, so basically, now this is Monday's day 16 for me. So I got the verbal green light, but it took yeah. two days for the letter to come. And so you're, you're the, I mean, just to give people a bit of an like where you guys, like where you live and work, though, is is predominantly 
I mean, as I said, I've, I've escaped Sydney, so I don't. I'm not seeing a lot of it, but it's 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 a bit of a hotspot, right? Like there's 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 cases, there's there's big there's big numbers and whatnot. Are you, are you scared to go out of the house? Are you sort of going, hang on a minute, I'm not going out again, or not or, now? Or is it or is it like chickenpox? I've got it, I don't get it again. Yeah, not now. I'm okay. But... Yeah, but I'm saying, is, is it is it like chickenpox? Do they know that yet? Do they know that you don't get? Do you just keep getting COVID? I can't get not? it again, and we're immune for six months, so we can't get vaccinated for six months. There's another thing. That the so you can't get COVID ever again. You only get it once. Six months. Is that right? Well, I got a a different um, thing to that. They said that your immunity will, you're not immune for six months. You're just less likely to get it because you've already got antibodies. But um, my GPs told me to get a blood test in three months, check for antibodies, see where they're at. Mm. Because some people will um, shed the antibodies a lot quicker than others. Mum and dad had their first AstraZeneca shot probably six weeks ago. Oh, so um, they were vaccinated. They were one, one in, yeah. right? So that, it, it did help them. I'll, I'll go into that okay. later. But, but the GP actually said to us this week that they should get their second shot in six to eight weeks. Oh, they should get it. Because of, of their age, mm. their bodies may or may not hold the antibodies as much as what other people will. So it, everyone, everyone that... Obviously, Pete, you, your side, everyone that got it, Halil, everyone on your side that got it, obviously, there was a few more on your side. Everyone's okay, right? Like, everyone's yeah. come out of this. Yeah, we've come out all right. Yeah, okay. We've come out that's, right. I suppose that's, fucking forget everything else, right? That's probably the most important thing. You, yeah. you want to make sure that everyone's okay. Yeah. So, ba- so yeah, basically, yeah. my wife was due to get vaccinated the day she got positive. So she's basically, um, and I was due to get vaccinated the second week I had it. So we, we were due to get vaccinated. And everyone out there, just get the vax because you don't want to go through what we went through. And it's not just physical, emotionally. There were there were two nights that I just broke down and cried because I felt like I brought this into the house and poisoned my family. Like that's how I felt. And it was fucking heartbreaking hearing your kid cry in the next room in pain, but we couldn't go out to do anything. And you felt responsible that you'd actually... Oh, I felt work. like shit. For two nights, I was sort of sobbing mm. on my own. Because you, you go to work, you come back. You're not, you know, it's, you don't think you're going to hurt your family. You're going out there to, to provide yeah. and you bring this shit through your house. And that's what the government's going on about. Like, it's so, you get it, your family gets it. And that's why they're trying to keep people from visiting and things. Like, I get it. I understand it. It's hard. My, like, my mum was, like, you, without support of family and friends... You got problems um, because there's no one there to help you. There's no medicine. Basically, my, I heard my mum. She brought food to help us out, and I heard her walking up the driveway, basically saying, "I can't even see my own children." So even yeah. her as a parent seeing That's us heartbreaking, sick right? is heartbreaking. But Pete, you're obviously you know you, you had family to bring you food and whatnot. But there's a lot of stories out there with people. I mean, I've got a lot of guys that work for me that you know, if if they were to get it, you know, they're living in share houses with five or six people. I, I heard, I've heard stories of you know, there's some people that are that you know that someone is positive in their house, and they're living in a car for 15 days because they haven't got anywhere to live and they can't, you know, they don't have the funds to be able to go and live somewhere else. So there's there's, there's a really big element to, um, I think there's a big element to to it from from right across. But you also have to, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of social media. There's a lot of shit that goes on about the disease. Is it real? Is it not? Whatever. And, and I'm not going to get into any of that. But um, we're, you know, or vaccine, not vaccine, because it's just not. That's not the conversation that I think we should be having. But I, I think 
it's it's a disease that's going to or it's something that's going to you know catch everyone all it's going to uh, affect uh, everyone it's going to affect everyone but you know some are going to be luckier than others in even in their situation where they even in their living situation i mean you you, you know yeah you know, some, some people that are on their own that you know family overseas or yeah it's it's difficult you know you really got to um, and, and this is the other little thing no you don't know what you're going to get so basically mine went from throat to lungs and i was and i couldn't eat my wife is an asthmatic i was packing death that she's going it's going to go in her lungs and just literally like in my mind went that she's at the end right with her it stayed in her digestive system so she would had fucking diarrhea for a week and a half she lost her smell and taste where i didn't so her digestive system and even now she's knackered she gets up at 11 30 in the morning and she's struggling at the moment and when our daughter our youngest again kids are a bit more resilient she was sick for about a week but she got a rash from head to toe for two mm. days and sort of had flu-like symptoms. It's not the flu. It is so just fucking You're right. It's, like a, it's a smorgasbord. It's, it's a, a smorgasbord, smorgasbord of whatever. I'll throw you what, whatever I've got. everywhere. And some nights it was easier to not sleep because hmm. you sleep and it gets into your head. Like I, I dreamt one night that I was doing mathematical equations to solve COVID. Like Did you solve I don't it? know how my fucking brain works. Did you solve it, Pete? No, I didn't. Oh, but come on, man. I was getting tired and I just woke up from it. So I just stared at the reflection from the street lights on the wall just to, and rest. Like you're not relaxing, you're resting. You, you just try not to move. And it, it, it's an ordeal. You, moving and getting out of breath is um, bloody an ordeal. And then you've got you, your body's like zero energy. And basically, after the first week, I started eating fruit and I had a strawberry. It was nice and cold and you could feel it going through your body, like through your veins. Just the energy from getting some some kind of food, you could feel it because your body's literally on empty. It's mm. just – and because it's on empty, it can't protect itself. That's the problem. Did you dream about any cars while you were – Yeah. The next night I was dreaming about Turbo 911s. Ooh. Trying to, again, outrid COVID. Like it was all about Dri- getting Outdrive it like uh, – Yeah, trying to get rid of it. Like, uh, Halil, do you have any could... screams about your HSV? I, they didn't. I, I can tell you that. You already told us there was no hot nurses. Anyway, next. <laughs> oh, jeez. We came to the conclusion that I got it from my wife. She went and got vaxxed on the Monday. So this is like a week before Pete gets sick. Mm. Right? But she got vaxxed on the Monday. And on the Thursday, she started feeling unwell. So we rang the hotline. And they said, not normal symptoms, Pfizer, side effects, okay? So we're not worried. I feel fine. And then she was unwell for a couple of days. And then she was, you know, she was pretty good on, on the Sunday. Monday morning, I went and picked up my mum to take her to get um, a swab done and me for the simple reason that she was going to have eye surgery on Thursday. No other reason. Nobody is unwell. Mum gets a negative. Mid-afternoon, the result comes back. We went early in the morning. I get a positive. And then George rings me and says, Pete's positive. And it's like, well, shit, did I give it to Pete? Did Pete give it to me? But then Roller's got it. And we realize she's been crook since Thursday and she shouldn't have had those. Mum goes back on Tuesday to get tested again with dad, comes back positive. I'm like Pete now and shitting myself that I've given my parents COVID at their their age and their health issues. Mm. But you know what? We're all good. We're sitting in the backyard, sitting in the sun, eating fruit, you know, drinking water. We're all good. The missus gets crook on Friday. 
So she's now 10 days in, but she's got low blood sugar and low low blood pressure because she's dehydrated, hasn't been eating, which hurts you. So she's off the hospital for two days, three days on a drip. Sunday afternoon, my oxygen goes to shit. Do we check in your meter? I was, I bought my own. Yeah. So Sunday, my oxygen's gone to shit. It's like 91. I do the right thing because I've got the kids and I call the ambo. They mm. say the same thing they told you. They said, do you really want to go to hospital? So they said, just... Keep taking deep breaths, lie on your stomach and call us again. And I asked them nicely. I said, can you do me a favor and drop, take us to my mum's house? They're, they're positive as well. So can you take me and the kids there? Because at least if I go to shit, there's adults there. No probs. Yeah. No probs. They did it, right? They were, they were happy to do it. Four hours later, I'm, I'm really struggling to breathe now. It's like having someone sit on my chest off the hospital. And I'm shitting. I, I'm more scared that... I'm saying bye to my kids and parents. Because you don't know what this shit does. You see people on day 14, they're fine and they're gone. They got me in there. They got me on the um, the nasal prongs. They said, look, you're doing well. Your, your heart rate, everything else is good. We'll just give you a bit of gas. And I did ask him. I said to him, look, can you put me on a drip? Because I feel really weak. I, don't, I haven't eaten all day. I haven't had anything. You know, I couldn't move. So, yeah, they, they sorted that out. They came and said to me, um, there's a trial. There's a, it's not a trial drug. But it's not for COVID. It's called remdesivir. And it's used as more as a blocker to stop you getting worse. It's not a cure. Really? Yeah. So um, it, they said they've had good success with it and it's a blocker. We give, And now they're, 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 there's a, it's a tablet version. I think they're giving um, other people to keep them out of hospital like once they've tested positive. Okay. So yeah. all good. And they, moved, they said, we're going to move you up to a ward because we're just, your, your oxygen's ordinary. But we're going to keep you here. I get a phone call Monday, Arvo. Dad's on the way to hospital. That's when I shit myself. So dad's now a week in. He's not feeling well. No coughing, no nothing, no aches and pains, no fever. But he's, he's, got, he's lethargic. You know, he's, he's tired. Dad forgets to take his insulin for two days. Blood sugar hits 30. Dad doesn't know where he is. So is it worse for diabetics? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, what happens is you, you stop eating and drinking because you don't feel well. And if you yeah. don't manage your diabetes, you're fucked. So he's like almost in diabetic shock now. He, he doesn't recognize anyone. He's not responding. He's not talking. They get him on the drip. They sort his blood sugar out. They stabilize that. Tuesday night, he get a phone call from the hospital. They don't know I'm in hospital. They're just ringing me because they can't get in touch with men. And um, they tell me that his breathing's really poor. They moved him onto a ventilator, right? But not the intubated one, right? Not, you know, they haven't put him under and put a tube in him. But he's on a he's on a machine. It's pumping air. It's and I'm like, no one's going to bury this guy by himself. No one's going to be there. Not me. Not mum. No one. We're all in. We're, we're all locked down. We're in hospital. In hospital yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if I was outside, you can't go. Wow. You know what? We are in the luckiest country on the planet, mate. That remdesivir is a seven and a half thousand dollar treatment for a week per person. Wow. Right. If he was in Greece, Turkey, wherever else, at his age, pack it up. Mate, see you later, mate. Go home. Yeah. So this is this is the thing. I mean, I'm, I don't want to get too political, but, but they're under home, pressure. Hey, he's home now. He's struck. Look, even when they discharged him, and this is the politics of it, right? They dropped off a 90-year-old man with COVID to his house and left him there. They didn't drop. They wouldn't drop him off to my house because his license says that's where he lives. And I had to beg Bankstown Police because no one else would talk to me. And on the Monday morning being still positive, they escorted me from Greenacre. They dropped, followed me to Milpera 
got my dad and his stuff and brought him back to Greenacre for two days until mum got discharged. So he would have been home by himself. He would have been home by himself. He could have dropped off and no one would know. Yeah. Right? That's the thing. That's what I was saying earlier. If you're by yourself, you don't have a network, you're finished. No, he's got poor with hearing. Thing. He's elderly. He can't communicate that well on the phone because he's got poor hearing. But the health system itself, the doctors, the nurses, amazing. I've got... I, I, there's a few things... A few things I want to say as well. The children's hospital was amazing. So we, with the little ones, they really made an effort. And if you asked them a question, they had the answer. Yeah. The police were good. They came around six times to check to make sure we were home. But they also, they came in unmarked cars. They didn't walk around the house yeah. making it obvious that there's a problem. Yeah. Um, and they'd ask, you know, are you okay? Do you need anything? So they were pretty good as well. Um, they just kept coming. That's the problem. But New South Wales Health, they've got a problem. The other thing I learned is the testing clinics. Not all clinics are the same. You've got a situation where some clinics are privatised. And what happened with us is we got the results from the clinic and they said, yeah, you're positive. But they never told New South Wales Health for four days. So New South Wales Health had no idea that we had COVID because the government's meant to provide you with a care pack. And that's got the oxygen meters and things like that. Luckily, we've got a family friend of ours, uh, Dr. Tula, who, an angel, who basically kept us sane and sort of was giving us daily updates with what we've got and what's going to happen. And basically, she arranged for us to get an oxygen meter because, and then the government rings us a week later and says, oh, we've run out of packs. You're not getting one. I got it on day 13, the day after I got home from hospital. It was on my front lawn. Yeah, but the children's hospital arranged the pack on day 11. Yeah. So, do you, do you think that's because there? I mean, guys, there's a lot of people. There's a th- I mean, we we went through it when we had, you know, we're just you know dealing with New South Wales Health. They are inundated, and, and they're basically pulling people from everywhere to try and do jobs that they're not. I mean, I wouldn't Ross, say they're not Ross, trained for, but it's, it's Ross. They have no budget at the moment, right? They've got unlimited for, for, money. For, forget about forget about I mean, the budget. You had the Halil, It's like me. asking you to do a thousand deliveries. A thousand box deliveries to a thousand different people, and you've okay. only got half a truck yeah, but, yeah, but and Ross, no time Ross, to do it. You, like they have the budget to go and get a hundred more people for call centers. Yeah, That's no, I know that, but I, yeah, I know, but but I don't think people. Yeah, I know, I know, but I don't think people are. Um, um, there's a lot of people that aren't that honest as well if they've had it. I mean, I've heard stories of people that have had it and they're out in the no, community. But this is the problem. These are the people <clears throat> testing positive that aren't being communicated to. Forget everyone yeah, else. Okay. Yeah. New South Wales Health is supposed to be communicating with you by phone because that's the whole hospital at home theory. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, maybe there's not enough people to do it. Well, they need more people on the phones. Yeah, Hire more people. Yeah. If you yeah. needed 30 more staff to work 24 hours, whether or not them. you made money, you could have mm. to find the budget. They don't need yeah. to. And I, it took me, so you think about it, it took me to, and my wife to make formal complaints to get our... our Clearance letters. I only, yeah, got it, took I, two I, days. I only got it on Sunday morning. Yeah, wow. And, my, and, then, and then I had to escalate my mum and dad who hadn't mm. heard from New South Wales Health. And they probably weren't going to complain. Well, their contact number and details is me. So I've got nothing. Oh, okay, gotcha. So mum and dad, if they don't have me and my brother, mum and dad could sit at home for six months waiting for a letter. The, the bureaucrats and politicians mm. are fucked. The nurses and the doctors need a... Triple pay rise. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's, it's t- I think it's tough on everyone, right? It's tough on. Yeah. Well, look, I'm glad you guys are all good. Everyone around you is good, right? That's probably the 
we're getting there. The most yeah, it's 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 yeah. yeah um, my throat's I, a bit I, croaky, and we're getting there. I actually there. feel like today. I actually felt really. I didn't get too run down, and I did it. I did a bit of running around. The weather was warm. I was in the car, mm. so actually today I'm pretty good. Yeah. I went for my first drive after three weeks. What'd you take, Pete? Which car? Come on, mate. The what CLS. It? it started, and I was so knackered. I went up the median strip on the Hume Highway. Um, really? Yeah, I just went to Stratford back, empty PO box, pay bills, and I was rooted just driving 40 minutes. But yeah. Is it because you've been in? I mean, you're probably just, your whole body's just not used to moving, right? You're tired. Yeah, not moving. You've been lying down pretty much 80% of the time. You know, when you've had a, you know, when you have, I could just imagine, you know, when you've had the flu for three or four days and you're in bed, but it'd be it'd be multiplied by a thousand. Multiplied, yeah. Just and, and not has only your that, appetite come back? Uh no, not not as much as before. So change. Okay. I, I sleep right through. I sleep a lot longer. I've also got. Because so he didn't he didn't notice you were stealing the donuts off his doorstep. So it's fine. The, but the other thing was I um because we didn't have access to the bathroom. I, I look like a Greek Russell Crow. So uh, that that be. Mate, I, thought, I was going to ask you when the sounds game's on. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, so, look, so I've, been, I've been, I've been, dro- I've been, I'm going to go, sorry, I know, while you guys have been, while you guys have been resting for two weeks and men doing nothing. <laughs> watching, watching Netflix. <laughs> I've been flat out. Um, I've been, I switched, I, I ended up, uh, I'm about an hour's drive every, every day, right, to the farm if I go back to Sydney. And I've been, um, I, my dad's car was, I thought, I'll give my dad's car run. He's got a B180. The, the B-Class, yeah. Uh, the B-Class, but the B180. It's only a couple of years old. I was just cruising and I thought, oh, this is shit. <laughs> There's not enough power. I've come out of the X5 where I was in the Cayenne. I just, just, it was just horrible. But I didn't want to put the Ks on my car as well. This thing only has 20,000 Ks. So I thought, I'm going to thrash this one for the next couple of weeks. So day two, I texted Trent. I go, Trent, where are you? Demos from... E-tuners. Oh, oh so no. Where you are you? <laughs> yeah. Where, where you are you, mate? To Trent to the new place too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, mate, that thing from from uh, apparently the, the B180 is a detuned 200. Ah, uh, okay. It's the same Same engine. car. Yep. So that was a bit exciting. Then I got a bit more excited and I ordered some coilovers for it. <laughs> Does your dad know? Well, then I, that, well, I, I, I'm, sorry, I shouldn't say, I'll go back and say I didn't order them. I, I sent messages back and forward. How low can I go? Can you custom build them? And then I went, hang on a minute. I'm only driving this thing for another three weeks. Stop. Stop. But I was going to put some massive wheels on it and slam it and do all that. No, couldn't do it. I <sighs> can't help myself. Can I, Pete? No. We've got changes to the fleet. We sold the Bentley. Oh. Oh, Bentley. Bentley, yeah. Oh, man, it was too big. And we made a couple of dollars on it, so it was good. good. But we bought something else. A Corolla. Not a Ford Capri Turbo with a hard top fuck. with 90,000 Ks on it. Oh, Sorry, the no, one with the round no, lights no, in the back? The square ones. It's a Series 2, so it's not Ugh. the first leaking. Is it lime green? Is it lime green? No, it's white. White. Is it automatic? No, nah, manual. I'm oh, here to I drive it? it. This all happened when I was it? lying down. Yeah, my brother would Can I drive it? I want to drive it. Yeah, I'll bring it around. I, I always, when, I was, when I was growing up, I always wanted a Ford Capri. Yeah. Well, we'll do a live drive at it. Oh, it well, only two of us can go. I oh, know it's Halili, got a back seat. The back. No, it doesn't, seat. does it? Yeah. I thought I had a mate that had one. Oh, no, he had the the club sport that didn't. Yeah, have the club sport seat. had that Batmobile plastic. Thing. So, did the did the club sport still have a back seat? They just put that I stupid thing on the back to make it look like a Porsche. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, it looked like a Batmobile. I've but, been looking at. It's funny. I've been looking at um, uh, the W one one three Mercs. 
And they've got a third seat. As a, there was a third seat as an option, and you sit sideways in the back. <laughs> Which one is this? <laughs> yeah, Which one is this? So the W113. Well, the Southern Century ones from the 80s. No, oh, the Mercedes, the two-door convertibles, the one Richard Gere drives in one of the movies. What, the the squarish convertible one. No, 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 the 230SLs. Oh, the Pagodas? Yeah. The Pagodas. Yeah, yeah the Pagoda. The there's a side seat in the back. It's an option. Oh, I had a chance to buy a Pagoda. Oh, you don't. I've heard this story because I had the same chance. Yeah, two th- my wife gave me the green light, Hal. $40,000 for a 250SL back in 2001. Yeah, I know. No, they're... Oh. And now? And now? We've got a Capri Turbo. <laughs> the same money? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, Capri, Capri, but Capri was interesting because Ford brought the Capri. Anyone who lives in Australia is going, oh, these guys are awesome. They know what they're talking about. Anyone that lives overseas is going, Ford Capri, what the freaking hell is that thing? Um, the Capri was like, for those that don't know, the Capri was like Ford's really shitty version of the MX-5. Is that the best way to put it? Not even. It was front wheel drive. Now that you've, now that you've bought one, Pizza, uh, Ford Capri, Ford Capri so basically, it was called the, in America, it was sold in the States as a Mercury Capri. Was, was it sold in the States? It was for America. So what they did, you don't buy a Series 1. So what Ford Australia did was build six months, the Australian ones, to get iron out all the problems. They all had leaky roofs. And oh. then the Series 2 is the one to go onwards. Because right, so they fixed- what motor... So it's a Ford, it's a Ford laser, so it's a chassis of a laser, and the turbo is the laser TX3 turbo, and but it's only front wheel drive. And Why I didn't remember four wheel drive. No that front wheel cool. drive. Yeah, no, they didn't put the TX3. I, I distinctly, I, I distinctly remember when they moved from the Series One to the Series Two, because I was kind of, I think I was about fourteen or fifteen when I was. Oh, yeah, about 14, 15 when the car came out, and it went from the orange lights, and you knew a Series Two because it had the clear lights. It didn't have. Orange yeah, indicators. No, no. It had so this has still got indicators. the rectangle. Yeah, this but clear got... indicators, Pete. Red, yeah, this, this red, white, got... and black, and the badge on the on the on the the badges on the the light. I'll tell you what I did because I was in that? when it came out. I was in year twelve, and I wanted a car, so I went to. Fuck you, you're a lot older than me, man. Yeah, so I went to the Ford dealer on the Hume Highway and got a price up a turbo Capri with a USC kit from Ford. It came oh, out the, the USC kit. USC kit. It came out at thirty five grand Remember on that? road, thirty five grand in nineteen ninety, and an MX five, and an NA MX five was thirty eight, and the MX five is rear wheel drive and fucking a lot better. The gearbox it, is a gearbox. I'm, just up I'm yet to drive it. I saw it the other day. Cool. I went down to the land and level two hell if you go to work. I'm going tomorrow. Yeah, going tomorrow at the at, at level two at the car wash and we're you'll fucking, see the Capri. Wear a fucking mask, fucking would awesome. you, please? Wear well, a mask and put some gloves on, please. Fucking That's exciting. God, hello, what do you got? Car news? What you, yeah. you guys have what been you busy got? in here. Yeah. I picked up my car today. Where from? Which car? From the workshop. The Which car? Well, what'd you do now? Make it back to stand. What was wrong with no, it? That's in, uh, the, what was wrong it's with finished. it? It's finished. It's taken eight months. It's what happened. It got COVID too. No, we're waiting on parts. What'd you do? I thought you said you were keeping it standard. Standard. Yeah, it's pretty standard. I like my cars. Well, I took look. Put it this way: I took it for a drive. This thing, yep. I, we just got to put some kilometers on it before we chuck it on the dyno and tune it. I can do that. I'll put some kilometers on. This thing should be making. Is your car out. manual or auto? No it's, still, no, it's still auto. Auto. Look, I drove. I did a, a couple hundred k's today. All over. You know, I drove it yep. everywhere. Traffic, motorway. Within your five kilometer LGA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been around it was, in circles. You know, 
ran around, it drives like when it was standing. On the motorway, you don't you don't hear it, even though it's got. Did they, give you, the, did they three, give you back four. the right car? They gave you the right yeah. car, didn't they? No, no. Look, <laughs> they didn't give you a oh, standard Who did it? Who did the work, Halil? Uh, my mate's at House of LS. House now, of LS. But Is that House of LS or House of yeah. LS? We're, uh, we're talking close to a thousand dollars now. Standard. Oh, that wouldn't have cost a thousand dollars, though, would it? No. But it drives so not. Like you weren't spending it, your money for two like, weeks, you're in bed. On the, on the freeway, <laughs> on the freeway, it just sits on 100, 110. And you wouldn't know this car had been touched. Well, that's good. Even in traffic, you know, it's a bit noisier, drone, a little bit droney at low speed. But we'll sort that out. When that would be because you've got no exhaust. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's got a, no, it's got full exhaust. All the resonators, mufflers, the bimodals still okay, there. It's got it all. Yeah, yeah. Everything's still there. But I was, yeah. I'm, I, I can't wait for it to be sorted and just like jump on it. We'll line it up with the Capri. Well, yeah, I, I, had a, I had an experience hey, this week with the dealership, is, which I'm talking about. Roll racing is on the first week after lockdown. In. That's back on. So we'll be out there yeah, in four still, weeks. I'm still, not, I'm still not going. I'm still scared. I'm still scared. Why? I'm still scared. I'm just telling you. I'm scared. I don't know. I'm just scared. I don't want to go. sit in your car. Well, you drive. No, you sit in your I suppose, car. I suppose, I suppose I can't get you COVID. Ross, do you reckon I should take the CLS to yeah. Trent? Tune that up. Yeah. yeah. 100%. That, that, would yes. be, that would go like yeah. a rocket. Oh, it would be amazing. So, guys, I had, a, I had a bit. I had an issue with. I had an issue with my wife's KM, and has, doesn't have a lot of kilometres on. I took it back to the dealership this weekend. You know what I'm like with dealerships. I'm very polite. I'm very. <laughs> I don't complain. Like I don't complain much. So I go back. The car's got this really weird. When you slow down, it's got this, and it's almost uncomfortable to drive. Um, and it's got this sort of jerking motion when you stop. So you put your foot on the brake. And then it's like it goes from second gear to first gear, and it literally lunges forward. Is it in now, sport mode? Uh, no, whether it's in normal or sport, it, it, it's irrelevant. Anyway, so I did a bit of Googling, and a few people have said, oh, the 2019-2020 KNS is doing that. And then I believe the same car is the, what's the other one the, in the Audi camp that's got the same motor? Um, Q5. Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, the S... S5 or what, whatever. S27? No, 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 smaller. No, it's more of like S5s or S, mm. whatever. Anyway, they were sort of saying the same thing. Anyway, go to the dealership, go to the Porsche dealership. They're fucking all fancy. They've got their Porsche face masks and bullshit on. Anyway, I went to Willoughby and I said to the guy, look, this is the issue. Can we book it in? Yeah, book it in. And there's a few other issues that, you know, the lights are cracking from the inside. The plastic's cracking on the car. Already? And on the, inter- on the inside of the tail lights. The inside, not the outside. So and they reckon it's you know an impact and bullshit. But anyway, that's that's not that's not the point of the story. The guy so he calls me and says, "Yep, yeah, look, there's nothing wrong with the car. I've driven it. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's all in your head. Must be. You know, it's it's a Porsche. Have you never owned a car like a European car that? <laughs> or they did that one. It's a on performance you. car. And I go, no, not really. I've been I've been in Mazdas my whole life, and I've, this is the first Porsche I've had. So is that is that kind of how it is that how it performs? Yep, that's how it performs. And they gave me some bullshit story. So can I speak to the technician? I said to the technician, I was like, get a hold of it. I said, mate, take it home tonight. Drive it. Take it home tonight. Like, you can't go for dinner. Get some takeaway KFC. Go home. Drive it home. Do a nice long drive if you drive 10, 15 Ks and drive it back in the morning and call me in. If it's not doing anything, I'll come pick it up. Calls me this morning. He goes, mate, I don't know how you drive this thing. It is horrendous. Oh, really? So what's wrong with it? He goes, he goes, I have no idea what's wrong with it. He goes, but it's horrendous. He goes, the problem I've got is I've told... 50 customers with the same car, it's normal. So they called me lunchtime to say they've done a gearbox calibration and then Porsche are looking at 
doing a full software update for the gearbox because it's that bad. So because they're not giving with, me the car back until they fixed it. With they give you a loaner? No. With, I'm driving with the, the Macan. Like, so I remember with the <laughs> Macan, if you yeah. had it in sport mode and you slow yeah. down, it would drop in a first. And that used to annoy the fuck out of me because so, it just sort of jolt you forward, like dropping yeah, in a first as you're slowing down. It used to do that, but this is so aggressive that it does it while you're physically stopped. Shit. Like it literally just lunges forward and you're like, what yeah. the, what's going on there? And yeah, anyway, well, that's my news. I don't have any other car news. I mean, I did some more work to the X5. No. Some... Really? Tell us. Yeah. Does it fart louder now? Is that what it does? Does it what? Fart louder with the exhaust. My car's, my car's beautiful. No, I did some... Um... Just some air intake and I'm waiting for Eventuri to build a proper carbon intake. And I did that and whatever. I've been doing some work on the boat. That's, that's, uh, Summer's that's coming. It. Good day Blow today. Sp- Spring's here. What do they say about boats? Blow another thousand? It should be called something else. Well, Blow we haven't driven it through winter. It should be, a B- it should be B-O-A-C-T. Blow another couple of thousand. <laughs> well, it was a great studio. Yeah. We're going to have to record there again. That was a... Great little it studio. studio. It hasn't been with me for five weeks. It ended up at Volvo getting the legs redone because uh, it wasn't me. Someone was driving it and hit something. It wasn't me. I'm the only person <laughs> who drives it, but it wasn't me. Um, Your kids. Yeah. Um, no, we got new turbos, new supercharger, new exhaust mixes, new turbo blankets. That was exciting. The turbo blankets. Didn't even know what the freaking hell those things did. Didn't even know I needed turbo blankets, but I got them. Another grand? Uh, uh, no, the turbo blankets are cheap. They're about 350 US each. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> so we'll be ready for summer. So once, we, once we're ready, a couple of weeks, next week we'll go and record on the boat. But you've got to sit on the boat next to next, and paddle on the boat. We'll come up. We'll come up. Mm. All right. Cool. Um, Thanks, other news, like like to thank our – I mean, I've got a lot of messages and, and support for both Hal and I, so thank you for everyone that's listening. Yes, thank you. Uh, a couple of things, a nice little surprise that I forwarded to the boys. We got nominated uh, in out of the 15 Australian automotive podcasts. We're number five for 2015, uh, 2021 to look out for. Yeah, very thank you for your Thank you for your support. I mean, we're just mm-hmm. doing this for a bit of fun and, and things like that. It gives us a little G up and – yeah, sorry, we started with a Debbie Downer story at the beginning. I thought it had to be told and just so everyone knows out there to just to be really careful. I mean, you know, get vaccinated. I, I think it's the stay way safe. out. Just yeah. to stay safe. You don't want to go through what Hal and I and our families go through. It's an emotional and physical roller coaster. So we just wanted to sort of get it out there and for everyone to hear firsthand what can happen. And, and that's why we um started off like that. But we went into car news and... Well, and uh, we'll get some more guests on in the coming days. So sorry about the three-week hiatus, but, uh, mate. Well, I, for one, I'm happy that you guys are okay because I yeah, don't know if I could do this podcast without you because I don't know how to use the program. I knew yeah, the you, program the okay. you just didn't want the guilt of thinking we ditched you when we were very sick. And, it, and Ross, you sound a lot better today. Well, what happened with the mic? You, you actually plugged it in. <laughs> Well, for the last five weeks, I've, the last five weeks, I've had this fantastic microphone that I invested a lot of money in. It hasn't been on. It hasn't been plugged in. You've been using the so microphone. for all the listeners out there, for, for everyone out there that for the last five weeks thought, my God, he sounds amazing. Now you're going to go, freaking hell. What's his Instagram? What's his oh, face? I want to know who this guy go. is. So follow us on Instagram. You know where to find us. Email us at alltalkatoutlook.com.au. Back to normal transmission. Alan and I are fit. The families are fine. Ross is still isolating far away in the country. And (laughs) And me and Peter are going to do a live drive in a Capri. We're going to do a live drive in a Capri um, with the hard time. I'll follow you. 
and uh, you can follow us and uh, link up the I'll mics. follow you with a camera. So thank you for listening. Um, yep, and um, bye for now. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.